to the MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show, broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. Now, presenting your hosts and two guys you should know better, Paul Lindsay and Steve Mathis. And we're live. We're here at the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me, as always, is my buddy, Paul Lindsay. There's technical difficulties there, Paul. Minor technical difficulties. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the viewers, I'll, uh, I'll the get listeners. The, yeah. I'll get the hang of this thing shortly. Yeah, we uh, a little feedback going on there. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, Sorry about that, everybody. So welcome to the show. We're rookies. What do you expect? I mean, yeah, yeah. We, you know that this would come. This day would come. That's right. As long as it wasn't the first show, I think we'd be like running downstairs screaming if this was the first show. But we're into the third show, the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto yeah. Show, as you mentioned. And what a, what a week! Uh, 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 insane week at Phoenix. We're going to get to that in a moment. Lots to talk it, about. I know everybody wants to talk about it. Yeah, and, uh, we, we. I've been burning up the minutes on my phone, the, oh, the text, yeah. uh, trying to figure out what was going on, what's happening. Yeah, good thing we're three weeks into our show, and that didn't start. That drama didn't start the first week but of course we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors motorworldracing.com of course for all of their support we wouldn't be here without them x-brand goggles we'll get to the x-brand tear-off segment a little bit later in the show rockwell uh go to rockwelltime.com we want to thank all of the guys at rockwell look who's rocking rockwell go check it out on their page and i want to give a special shout out this week those guys at rockwell those guys are everywhere hey i talked to rich this weekend from rockwell and yep. uh, he loved the show he said we're doing a great job and uh and thanks to them man they've been on board all the way dude trust he, me he said they've been doing an mma show and moto show up in their area that's and right they're pumping our show now so yeah, those guys are everywhere cross-promoting that's right cross-promoting and and like i said rockwell I, i'm not just saying this because they're sponsored trust me guys these guys have the sickest watches i've ever seen i've told you this before go to rockwelltime.com check it out they're also giving away a yamaha r6 superbike you can go to enter to win at sbkusa as in superbike usa that's sbkusa.com enter the code rockwell and you can get a chance to win a yamaha r6 the thing uh, yamaha r6 the thing is incredible it was sitting in front of the pits at phoenix at uh, rich's semi there at rockwell uh, watch semi and that's in conjunction with uh, uh, superbike usa and miller motorsports park so that's an awesome giveaway that's no joke they're giving away a road bike i mean that thing is awesome yeah so so on the show tonight we have uh lnm yamaha sam manuel yamaha's josh hill he's going to be on the show uh you're going to get a chance to call in and talk to josh ask him questions you can call in to us ask us questions phone lines are closed right now we will open them but when we do 702-586-7857 uh pulp is the number so uh give us a call and uh let us know what you think or let josh know what you think uh about everything that happened. Yeah, uh, I'm sure uh, the, they're going to light up for sure. I know, I, mean, I know. I just can't wait for some of those guys to call in and, well, and you know let us know what they think. Yeah, we also want to thank real quickly Mantis Eyewear. Go to mantisunited.com, another one of our fine sponsors, the Colorado uh, Eyewear Company, up and coming with uh, uh, some riders that are supporting the Myers Brothers out of Colorado. And then, of course, the big countdown to the motocross nation, September 26th. The world is coming to yeah. Lakewood, Colorado. I can't wait. And then uh, JR Publications once again this week uh, supporting the show. We're going to have uh, something from them. 
them uh, to announce a little bit later the winner of the uh, uh, Ricky Dietrich jersey. And autographed. The autographed Ricky Dietrich jersey, which we'll have news on Ricky Dietrich coming up in the show a little bit later on, too, that I think everybody will find interesting. Uh, we also want to announce the winner, the lucky winner, of the Travis Pastrana jersey from MotorWorldRacing.com is... Uh, Josh Baker from Garrison, Texas. Josh, if you're listening, congratulations. Those jerseys don't come cheap. Travis Pastrana jersey being provided by MotorWorldRacing.com. So Josh Baker out of Garrison, Texas, once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for entering. And uh, don't forget, you can go to MotorWorldRacing.com, enter the code, the promo code MOTOSHOW and get an extra special discount at checkout. Um, last week, we also asked a trivia question. Uh, Ricky Dietrich, what was his best moto finish? Yep. Uh, the answer or it was best overall finish, wasn't it? It was yep. Texas, fifth place. Uh, Patrick Boyle, uh, ironically, from Texas, wins that jersey. Patrick, you're getting the Ricky District autographed jersey from JR Publications. Once again, want to thank those guys. And, uh, of course, as always, we want to thank all the Moto News, uh, Moto Talk message board listeners, and as well as Vital MX, the core listeners here at the Moto Show. And we're going to get to our a new segment later in the show, our question of the week, a view from the fence, as Brian Junkie put it, a view from the message boards. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but also... Uh, on the Travis Pastrana jersey, Motor World is stepping it up once again and giving away now an autographed Thor jersey won, er, worn and autographed by three-time national champion Marty Smith. So uh, that'll be up for two weeks. Guys, go to MotorWorldRacing.com and get your chance to win. No purchase necessary. An autographed Thor jersey worn and autographed by uh, three-time national champion Marty Smith. A little That's old school. Real cool. This real cool. And this week's trivia. This week's trivia. Yeah, let's I guess get right to it and have yeah. send this to Steve at directmotocross.com steve at directmotocross.com send your answers we're going to do uh three more sets of zag earphones which we uh, also find sponsor of our show zag earphones headphones um and then we're going to do three rockwell gift certificates I another too. rockwell yeah. more that's more right rockwell. yeah rockwell just sending them out there everybody's nice. going to be everybody in the pits are going to be rocking rockwell so all right our question this week uh jake weimer Obviously, back-to-back wins last week in Anaheim, a hard-fought win this week at Phoenix. Who was the last lights rider to win back-to-back openers the first two rounds? Send your question or your answers to steve at directmotocross.com. All right, one more time. Who was the last lights rider, since Jake Weimer just did it, the last lights rider to win back-to-back openers to start a series? Steve at directmotocross.com. Send in Rockwell your answers. Rockwell gift certificates. That's right. And, yeah. and, uh, and Zag, Zag earphones. These nice. things are awesome. So. Nice. We've been giving away a ton of crap on this show. Yeah, literally, yeah. Uh, We're it's keep been it good. Coming. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. We haven't got to all the tri- trivia winners next week. I've been. That was my fault. I dropped the ball on that a little bit. We're getting to you. I'm working through the emails, trying to figure out who the first uh, ten dudes or whatever it was that sent in uh, emails, and uh, and we'll get to you next week and get yeah, the prizes which, out. Yeah. By to the you. way, the answer. Everybody asked me, "Hey, what was the answer last week?" Well, if you're paying attention, the first week it was. Uh, I don't remember what the trivia question. Grant was Grant Langston's titles. Grant Langston's five titles. That's right. Somebody asked me that in the pits this week, and we did say it on the show last week so pay attention people but (laughs) this week uh last week's question was when was k-dub's last podium performance and the answer is jacksonville last year so there you go all you lucky winners from last week steve has those he'll email them to me and we'll get that stuff coming to you thanks again to rockwell and uh zag for those awesome headphones so let's get to uh phoenix the the craziness jesus yeah exactly where do you congratulations to ryan dungy that's right for uh for winning his First ever 450 Supercross. Uh, I did some math this morning, and uh, thanks to a Twitter guy who corrected me, actually, uh, on Pulp MX on Twitter. Ryan Dungey's raced five career 450 Supercrosses. He has a win, two seconds, a fourth, and a tenth at the mud in Daytona. 
That's so right. Take away, I forgot about take, Daytona, too. Take away that mutter. Yeah. yeah, take away that mutter. He's gone first, two seconds, and a fourth. Now, that brings up an interesting subject because one of my buddies, Joe, if you're listening, I know this is your first show. He asked me this today. He actually mentioned this to me today. He said Stewart is now seven, What is it? Six, 17 points down. Six, excuse me, 16 points down, which last year at this time, going into Phoenix, was 18 points down on Reed. And, and he said something interesting. He said, you know, now that uh, Dungey's out in the lead, he's going to be super consistent. He's, you know, Stewart's got trouble. I don't, I don't think we can jump to that conclusion just yet. Let's not forget that Dungey is a rookie and is bound to make those rookie mistakes as much as I'd like to see him not make those mistakes. He is a rookie. Let's not forget that. Number two, let's not forget that it took him three years to win his first lights title. Yeah. Three tries. And he was, uh, quite frankly, you know, all over the track, cracked under the pressure with Lawrence. So let's not forget that, folks. But that being said, as I mentioned in the first week of this show, Ryan Dungey is a better big bike rider. His style, his yeah. training, his work ethic, everything is made for that 450. It all culminates here in this class. He's working as hard as ever. I believe that 450 has sort of corralled his style, if that works. I mean, yeah. uh, did the same thing for Shorty, I believe. And uh, maybe we will see a nice, smooth, and consistent Ryan Dungey. And, uh, you know, the the other most consistent rider maybe in the history of the sport, a la uh, Brett Favre, is uh, start versus podium <laughs> ratio. Steve's giving me dirty looks right now, doesn't like the Brett Favre yeah, uh, not a analogy. Fan of Brett Favre. Uh, but arguably the most consistent rider in the history of the sport, Chad Reed. James was able to dig himself out of that hole. It'll be interesting to see what he can do against Ryan Dungey, as he is now, ironically, basically the same point deficit. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. With James's uh, heat race crash and injury, subsequent LCQ win, subsequent crappy gate pick for the main, and uh, probably not 100%, I think we can safely say. James, right now, is 18 points down on the lead. What was he after two races last year? Well, he's 16 points down now. He oh, he's 18 points last year. Yeah, yeah, 18 right. last year, 16 down. So, That's in right. a way, James's uh, outlook is actually more positive than it was uh, last year at this That's time. Right. And you could make a case. We don't know if Dungey's as consistent as Reed. You knew Reed last year was going to be up there every Correct. week. Correct. We don't. And certainly Dungey looks good, but we don't really know. That's right. So, James, uh, all the Stewart fans have nothing to worry about right now. Everything's still on course. We'll see the result of his injuries and how that goes. Uh, Which, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll find something out from Josh Hill later. Yep, that's right. And when we, we get him on the line. We'll but talk about the, uh, the little tidbit that we found out earlier on that, uh, on that note. Uh, the, no, the I've been I've been uh, I've been told to hold off on okay, that, uh, okay. so we can't quite release right, that yet. Right. Uh, might be some uh, OEM be, interference. Be nice, be nice OEM if you shared that with me before might, the show. <laughs> I just got it right now as we speak. Okay, okay. Some OEM interference <laughs> might be involved there. Gotcha, but uh, gotcha. anyways, uh, all right. That's what we're about here at the Motor Show is keeping secrets from you guys. Well, sorry, sorry. Sometimes uh, we can share them as we talked about yeah. earlier, Steve. Sometimes <laughs> if it's, it's personal if information, I, if I let it feel, out, yeah. if I let it out then the guy will never maybe talk to me ever again, and then we'll never get anything see, out. See, so we're looking out for you um, guys. But I know, I know everybody's screaming at the, at the message boards are probably burning up right now. What about Villapoto? Here we are counting Villapoto out of this chase. Let's not forget he's, not, he's nine points back after two decent rounds. He's right there behind Dungey. So definitely not counting him out. We're just doing the analogy, the yeah. comparison between Reed and Stewart last year right. and the hole that Stewart dug himself out uh, of. So there. What's your take on James Stewart's uh, Phoenix race, the, uh, the heat race? The uh, the main event, the Chad Reed. I mean, everyone wants to talk about this Chad Reed incident with him. Uh, trouble finds these two, and yeah. uh, it found itself again in ninth when they were both in ninth. To use a, a, a Jerry Maguire quote, uh, "Homie had a meltdown." I mean, he he had a bad weekend. I I, I don't. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to be so critical of him. Racing incidents happen. We talked about this. The thing with Partridge was probably... Yeah, uh, you and I disagree on this, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, James, uh, somebody pointed out on, on Motor News that uh, 
James has a way of uh, making the track his own, and he, he travels at an alarming rate of speed and sometimes sneaks up on his competitors when he doesn't know they're there. We've seen it with Preston. We've seen him scrub and hit Preston in the air. We've seen him pull out in front of Preston. Preston's been in a lot of wrong places at the wrong time. And, I, I don't, you know, anybody that thinks James is doing this intentionally, by the way, is just foolish. James, uh, as I used the analogy earlier, it's like he's, he's out there in the novice practice. Now, before you guys go sending me a bunch of emails saying that I'm insulting Shorty and K-Dub and, and Reed saying that they're a bunch of novices, that's not what I mean. The analogy is anybody that's been a pro rider and has gone out in late practice with the novices and tried to jump the triple, that must be what it's like to be James, scrubbing the jumps that much lower and that much faster and carrying that much more speed than some of those guys. He's an incredible athlete on that motorcycle. He goes a lot faster than some of those guys in some sections, and sometimes it just bites him because I'm not sure that he's aware of his presence sometimes, and we saw that, in my opinion, Saturday night when he cross-jumped Kyle Partridge, and that was an ugly, ugly situation, and I'm glad that they both got up from it. We'll hear more you know, later about James's injury and see if he's able to rebound and dig himself out of this hole. And then the whole thing with, with Chad, my Lord, I mean, uh, you know, when I'm sitting there watching in the stands, I think I, I thought like a lot of people that Chad just stalked him for a few laps and, and thought smelled blood in the water. James was hurt and thought he could end the season right there. But once again, yeah. I think anybody that watched the videotape, I mean, we talked about this earlier, Steve. I, it was it was racing. No, that was nobody's fault, that crash. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It looked like to me, uh, if it was anybody but a 22 uh, Kawasaki, it would just be looked upon, I think, as a, a normal racing incident. Reed checked up a little bit. He was always taking that inside line uh, of the whoops. David Villeman didn't agree with me. said that Reed should have known James was cutting down on that turn because he had done it every lap, but my comeback to that would be that Reed was taking that inside line every lap. And Wyndham, Stewart did it to Wyndham the lap before in the reverse roll, as we noticed. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I really, I really, I think James, you know, might have uh, overreacted by going back to the Cowie pits after the race to confront Chad, and uh, when he wasn't there, he took his revenge out on C- Chad's bike, but uh, <laughs> push it by pushing it over in the pits. James got a stern warning from the AMA, I was told, quote-unquote stern warning. Reed was fine. Now, here's where I kind of – we might disagree on this. I don't think Reed's subtle push on James was – I mean, I just think that – I think that he did it because it was James. Yeah. I don't think he does that if it's somebody else. See, and this is – we did talk about this, and Steve and I do disagree on this because I believe, if anything, he held his temper because it was James, because he knew – and I know the message boards are screaming at me now for sure – but – people his arm his wrist hand was broken stuck under james's bike go back and watch it in slow motion his arm got ripped off the bars and probably broken at the initial point of contact when james's bars landed right on top of his wrist ripped him off stayed pinned underneath him and he was just like dude give me my arm back at some point it yeah. gets a little ridiculous and again i think if it was any other rider i say the flip side i think if it was brayton or stroop he'd be going you idiot rookie what are you doing and he would have taken a swing at him versus james he just gave him a shove and said give me my damn arm back it hurts uh so the fine was not warranted yeah they they decided but but what would you have done would you find him at all uh you know i think uh, the knee-jerk reaction and and certainly james's camp and, and big james were fired up enough to warrant uh, something to happen and I think everybody that saw it live saw a punch or a, a push or something and like what was Chad thinking but again when you review the tape and uh, cooler heads prevail uh, I think it was just that he was hurt and now that we know that he was physically hurt I think it was just a, a heat of the moment thing it certainly wasn't a punch or anything like that I think that going into another competitor's pits looking to fight 
And then failing that, pushing a bike down is worse than that gentle shove on the back of a helmet. Sure, sure. A tough night for either one of for both of them. Either way, I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a bizarre night in Phoenix. And then uh, yeah. again, like we said, you know, Ryan Dungey quietly gets in there and gets his first win. So Reed's out for six weeks. Yep. That's... Cowie's looking for a rider. Uh, Michael Burns going to JGR for the remainder of the Supercross season. That's right. So uh, good for Burner. Uh, all, you, all of you that were speculating that Burner would get that Cowie ride, it's not Well, happen. there was talk of it on Saturday night. That's I know right. For, I know for a fact there but was. But we uh, also know that prior to that talk, Burner was already heading to JGR before any of this happened. That's uh, something a lot of people don't know. That thing with uh, Josh Grant getting his shoulder operated on, which, by the way, I talked to Josh. He's going to try to make it back for Supercross. He's not just focused on outdoors he's out a solid eight weeks before he can be on the bike but he is going to try to make it back he told me and again the the burner to jgr thing was well in the works before any of this happened now sure cowie could have looked at it and said hey he's been with us before had a yeah. good relationship and uh he's on a cowie now let's grab him that might have happened but apparently now it's not going to happen and he's going to go through with the yeah. jgr thing no and, i mean nothing was signed so burner yep. could have done it he could have uh sure. he could have jacked everybody uh so good for burner um, going to uh, to Cowie. Cowie's looking for a rider. They're obviously, Monster demands two bikes on the track, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna try to fulfill it. I think Ricky Dietrich has the inside spot on that, from what uh, my sources tell me. Yep. Uh, and I know Dietrich's been riding Supercross even to uh, to get ready. I've been in touch with Ricky, so uh, awesome. he's waiting for the call or he's placed the call. So there could be something there. I mean, he's an off-roader, but I, I know from people that have seen him ride the Cowie track, he's got Supercross skills. A lot of fans want so, to see Ricky Dietrich out there on the Supercross track after the performance he put in last summer. Yeah, yeah, no. So I uh, look for, I think, I think that's good. If I had to bet, I think that's going to happen. I All think right, Ricky so Dietrich go, guys. Yeah. Would, would be on Cowie, and, and, and that'll be a natural fit. I think that'll be good. Uh, Burner's going to be on JGR, and there's another rider that's going to switch teams. It's not official yet, but uh, I think it's going to happen. I got a good good percentage chance that uh kyle chisholm will be going to the moto concepts yamaha team to fill in for gurky nice who is who's hurt so nice. uh, i don't know what went down with rock river yamaha if anything but i think uh i think that's going to happen so well a lot of those teams a lot of those uh young up-and-coming support teams like rock river there may be uh verbal and uh trying to get guys just like everybody else and sometimes they're the unlucky beneficiary of a guy moving up the ladder so congratulations to Kyle Chisholm if that's the case and uh you know we talked about this earlier too Steve back in the day without all these corporate sponsors I think guys would have parked the bikes you would have seen a Kawasaki sitting under the tent with mm -hmm. the with the number 22 on it you would have seen a Honda sitting there under the tent but now that we have these corporate sponsors especially Red Bull and Monster they demand a bike on the track Toyota uh, you know, muscle milk, they demand to have a bike on the track. So these guys, it's uh, guys like Michael Byrne who are willing to step up, spend their own money to get to Anaheim and Phoenix on a privateer Kawasaki, and by the way, have Answer step up to help him in a very classy move, by the way. Answer's deal was not quite signed, mm -hmm. so they just let it go. They're going to let him go to the JGR team. I want to give big props to Roger and Ant the guys at Answer for that. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's true support. I mean, it's one thing to support a guy blindly through yeah. marketing, and it's another thing to really support a guy. And Burner's had a long-standing relationship with Answer. So, once again, it's uh, it's a uh, I guess a byproduct. Yay! <laughs> yay for Answer! Yay for OJ! Uh, it's a it's a byproduct, unfortunately, of injuries. Unfortunately, we yeah. all know it's not a matter of when or if, it's when the guys are going to get hurt. And I think guys like Michael Byrne, Daniel Blair last year, we all know this happens. It's happened for a while. And uh, a lot of guys that wound up without rides that people were whining about in the offseason, why doesn't this guy have a ride or why doesn't that guy have a ride? If they want it badly enough, they'll position themselves like Michael Byrne did. 
And when somebody goes down, especially on a lights team, when they get East Coast, they can't make the switch. Yeah. If a guy gets hurt on the West, they move you know, Wharton over like they did with Metcalf. Yeah. Once we get East, if Metcalf or Barsha gets hurt, they have to have a bike on the track. Yeah. So there'll be a good lights rider like a Taylor Futrell, let's say. I'm not wishing bad luck on anybody, but let's say somebody like that is sitting there available uh, and a guy goes down and gets hurt, he might just get the chance of a lifetime there. So Yeah. What uh, what else caught your eye uh, in Phoenix besides the uh, the big three sort of controversy? Well, our our, our guest Josh Hill. I, yeah. I wish I had called it out on the air last uh, week. I didn't. I did text you before practice and some yeah. friends and said Josh Hill is going to get a podium this week. I can prove it. Uh, this was before practice. Then he proceeds to go out and practice and tear it up. And then he actually proceeded to wad it up in practice. So I scared myself. Yeah, a little he did bit a little there. bit, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he came back and solid third place for Josh Hill. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But that one, uh, to me, lots of interesting sidebars going on in uh, in Phoenix in the 450 class, and then obviously you know, the great uh, 250. How about Ivan Tedesco? You know, I wrote my observations column today on uh, on Transworld Motocross and. Uh, Sites down, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I wrote uh, wrote my observation. I forgot about Ivan Tedesco. I just I said something like good ride or whatever, like a, a brief mention. But uh, well, don't wow, worry. What, what a great ride by Ivan Tedesco. It had to be nice for him to beat Andrew Short and Davy Millsaps. Absolutely. I mean, it, Honda didn't let him go per se. They couldn't afford him. Right. Uh, they definitely wanted him. But uh, great ride for Ivan. Second yeah. ride on the Yamaha. He got a super late start. Kind of been counted out by everybody and uh, puts it home to a fourth. So Absolutely. I yeah. think I called that one on the first show, too, that Ivan would be in there mixing it up, finding his normal rhythm. I know he's loving beating his own teammates and uh, his old teammates, I should say. And uh, I, I put him on Paul's podium. We'll see that later in the show. Yeah. But I, I didn't. it was not missed on me, Ivan's great ride in fourth place. Yeah. And that Valley team looks very sharp. So in your opinion, do you think can, can Hill do it again? I mean, what do you think? I, I, I mean, do. Is this a regular appearance? I th that's the question. Let's not forget he does have a podium and, and even a win in the 450 class, but then he seems to jump on and off the radar. Is this the new and improved Josh Hill? That's what remains to be seen. Two rounds, very solid. As we Anybody that's been to a Supercross can see how slim and trim he looks and very, very fast on the bike. To me, he's the only other guy on the track, and I say this even – Dungey doesn't show that same crazy burst of speed that he yeah, did in the Yeah, very explosive. Class. No, yeah. Hill's very explosive. He is, yeah, yeah. he is. And, he, and, and Stewart, of course, yeah. does that too. But Hill, when he throws down a lap time in practice, it's shocking to see him throw that bike around. Yeah, he really figured out that rhythm section after the start in practice before yep. anybody else did. Yep. And he did it both ways, on the inside or the outside. That's right. Uh, right away, out of the gate. So uh, I remember Bobby Moore telling me about this kid when he was on 80s, and he said, this guy is something special. And I'm thinking, why Why Josh Hill? There's a lot of good guys. And he said, no, Paul, yeah. this guy is something special. Just wait. So when I was at Yamaha, finally I, getting to see it. When I was at Yamaha, he came out on his 80. And yep. uh, jumped the triple wow. on an eighty. I was uh, I was blown away. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, he was uh, he was. I don't think he was blitzing the whoops, but uh, doing every other rhythm and jumping the triple, and it was uh, it was quite a sight to see. the uh, The lights class. Uh, yeah, the lights class we definitely didn't talk about because that was equally as exciting. Maybe not the the fisticuffs and the crash and the drama, but uh, Ryan Morris coming oh so close to getting his yeah. first win. Amazing. Yeah, when's he going to win one of these things, huh? Uh, man, I, mean, I tell you, it's uh, it's for a guy that got five second places. Folks, let's not forget Ryan Morris was quietly in the championship chase last year. A lot of people don't believe that with Dungey and Weimer, but I think Ryan was only nine points back of those guys at the final round in Salt Lake. He had, out of se eight rounds, seven rounds, excuse me, he had, uh, no, eight rounds, seven podiums. He had yeah. five second-place finishes, two-thirds, and a fifth. Yeah. So that was his worst race. So Ryan Morris is no stranger to the podium, but he is a stranger to the top step of that podium. And, man, when he passed 
Weimer, early in the race, I said it's over. Ryan wins this thing. I yeah. didn't know what was going on with Jake. Jake admittedly tightened up, kind of road tight. Case to jump in practice. I saw that. He hurt his ankle. He was holding his breath early in the race. Uh, you know, let's not forget that. Jake Weimer with an incredible gutsy ride to yeah. jump that out and come from behind and regroup in a short 15-lap main event and put the pass on his buddy Mo and, and take that win. I know he feels guilty about it, but, hey, a championship's a championship. Yeah, it didn't look like Jake, Jake Weimer had his A game, but no, uh, he yeah. figured it out, and that's what guys do. That's the sign uh, of champions right there, exactly. I thought Weimer was, uh, was really good in the sand. Yeah. I thought he exited those whoops and dived into that sand like it was Southwick See, I, and, and, and kept going. So. I, I, early in the main, I think he was flailing on the sand person. Okay, yeah. More, but you're right. At yeah. the end, he picked it up, and that's where he – but Morris was incredible in the sand, and you're right. He was carrying momentum, doing the same thing that Jake was doing at the end of the main, yeah. but Morris was doing it the whole main. Now, let's not forget about Wharton, who jumped out, grabbed the whole shot, yeah. a little contact with Hanson there, totally incidental. We watched that again. It was Hanson just rearing, just kind of stepped out on him, and he swapped and was down faster than he knew what, to, what happened. Yeah. Hanny could have won. He could have. He was right. He had fastest lap time in practice, won his heat won race. Won his heat race. Yep, he and, was... and, and uh, he kind of panicked a little. He cased that jump, was leading, uh, got the whole shot, goes through the first rhythm section, cases the last one coming out, takes a look over his shoulder at Wharton. I think he thought he was going to get I cleaned. think because he cased. He, yeah. was, he was like, okay, who's coming or who, right. what's going to happen here? Uh, and that may have played into his – his misstep with giving it too much gas yeah, and having the rear end step out on him. Yeah, yeah, and then it spit him over high side like a road racer, and it was all she wrote for Hanson. But, uh, you know, Wharton grabbed the lead. I hate to say it. This isn't a bash on Wharton. I just have been told that he really wasn't up to speed after being shifted to the West Coast late with Brett Metcalf's injury. But I was told it was going to take him a couple rounds to get up and running. Yeah. So I literally was waiting for the anchor to come out yeah. and, and figured that Morris and, and Weimer could run him down. And sure enough, lap 13, there they go. And, uh, you know, Wharton hangs on for a great podium ride and obviously shows why he's on that team. And I'm sure, you know, he's got a race win last year too, let's not forget. So, yeah. you know, great ride by Wharton as well, but uh, unfortunately not really up to speed with those guys yet. But, man, those three, you could have thrown a blanket over him. Yeah. That was an exciting well, race. And then uh, that blanket could have included Will Hahn, who That's really right. charged up from the end. It was sort of the last lap and a half, Morris and Weimer broke away, and Hahn and uh, Wharton got their own little race going. And another lap, man, Hahn might have grabbed that third spot. Yeah. He was all over him. That's right. And yeah. you know what, Pingree, we, we know, Ping, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. <laughs> we, we know you want that first podium, and I know David was telling you about – the uh the equipment step up this year why don't you talk yeah. a little bit about that yeah definitely i think uh i think uh the mighty guys at mighty shop uh, pro circuit there has uh given the uh, troy lee designs honda team a little bit extra than they did last year uh from what i gather they uh they really helped them out they're really bikes are close to the geico team's bikes uh, geico has their own guy kibby building motors and taking pc's work and kind of looking at it differently and stepping it up and trying to make it better uh, and i think uh i think mitch uh, the tld honda team basically bolts on what mitch gives them but uh he might have found some horsepower in the off season mitch did and uh the bikes are good the bikes are really good they're up front all the time cole seeley came away with a a six which is my, probably his career best i would Absolutely. think um Sealy was one of Suzuki last year. He's a good starter. He started up front last year, but uh, I think the six was his best. And once again, all Ping does is turn guys into well, I don't want to say champions, but <laughs> all Ping does is turn guys into uh, into good guys, I guess. All Ping does is eat uh, ho hos and ding dong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, hey, do you want to bring our first guest on? Let's do it. Let's get Josh Hill on there. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, see what the old Hill of Beans is is up to these days. That's Steve. Our new technology. Steve turns down the volume as we dial. Yeah, it uh, it doesn't quite work out to be uh, exactly how the way we want it to be, but we have a sound engineer coming, and he's going to fix everything uh, soon. So we'll be able to uh, spare you guys that. 
It's Hello? Hey, is this Mr. Leahy? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> what's going on, Josh Hill? Hey, this is Mathis and Lindsay. You're live on the air on the Moto Show. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, talk about the race, podium. Uh, first podium in, I don't know, a year and a half? Minneapolis, whenever that was? No, Toronto last year. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. That's right, Toronto, you were on it. Come on, Steve. I know. It's all right. I only did it once last year, so. Okay, all right. right. Well, well, uh, congratulations, man. Uh, Talk about your race. Uh, It was pretty good. I mean, like, I rode really good in practice. Like, I felt awesome all day in practice. I was like, I mean, I was at the top of the board most of both practices. Yeah. Um, Like, I felt good. I was just putting in consistent laps and just felt loose and went out in the heat and Got a good start right behind Dungey, and, you know, I really wanted to get in there and pass him. Like, I was right on him for a couple laps and then made one big mistake in the sand section. Mm-hmm. Almost went down, and Short got me. And I passed Short right back and just kind of rode. And then in the main, I don't know, ever since, like, like when the night program started, I didn't feel as good. I rode really tight, like, all night. And I got, like, a fifth-place start past Tedesco and Stroop and got into third, and I thought I was going to make a charge on, on Villapoto, and I got right up on his back tire and then... I uh, got sketchy in the first set of whoops and came into that sand section. I don't know how I saved it, but I ended up, like, Indo and, like, kind of getting all squirrely and <laughs> yeah. going off the track. I lost, like, nine seconds that lap. So uh, then I was just – after that, I was just content to, to ride around and get second – or, I mean, third. But, yeah. you know, I was I – was, I mean, I was happy to get – I mean, I was happy I got on the podium, but I felt like I rode, like, garbage. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't feel huh. good. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't happy with the way I rode at all. I, I could have rode a lot better. Yeah, you. Uh, you you were right though, man. Uh, you were right on it from the very first uh, practice session in Phoenix, and that carried over from your Anaheim one ride, which Paul and I didn't talk about it. I didn't write about it in observations, but I mean, you went from an LCQ gate position to fifth at A one. So. Was there any difference for you from Anaheim to Phoenix? How did you – What I mean, did you feel the same? You just felt the same all year, but in Anaheim you had a bad break and had to go to LCQ? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt good. I mean, I, both of them I think I rode tight. Like, I rode tight in Anaheim just because it was, like, the first round of the year. Right. And then I rode tight in Phoenix because so I was like, man, I haven't been up front in a long time. And when I, when I made that big mistake, I was like, all right, I'll just ride around and get third. Like, Tedesco wasn't catching me, and so I was just content to get third. You know what I mean? Right. It, I mean, I, I didn't want to throw it away. You know, I thought maybe I could charge hard and maybe catch back up, but I, I didn't want to throw it away at the same time. You know, it was a, it was a good race. Yeah. So I, I just, I just stuck to, just stuck to riding the laps and being smooth and, and got third. So I mean, it was, I, I mean, everybody on my team is so pumped. So that was, uh, I mean, it's definitely good. For sure, it's got to feel good for you to step up and fill the shoes of James when he goes down. And I know. You know, getting that first podium, that's got to weigh heavy on you. When the laps are winding down, you're in third place. You, like you said, you just don't want to throw it away. But let's talk about Anaheim 2. Where, what, two years ago, I guess it was, you got your first podium on a really technical track, and you put 20 solid laps together. And a lot of people say you're a better technical rider. Let's talk about that. I mean, coming up this weekend, we think there's going to be a little bit of mud race. How are you in the mud, obviously, coming from the northwest? Are you looking forward to that or just looking forward to a good normal Supercross? I definitely would be looking forward to a dry supercross, but you know nobody. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think anybody besides Marsac looks forward to it raining at a supercross. <laughs> <And> Balby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Balby. Yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody really looks forward to it besides those guys. Yeah. So I mean, but I don't know. I just want to go out and I'm really not that far out of the points. Like I've I've never started out a season good ever. Like yeah. every like I broke my hand my very first season. I. Uh, crashed in the first turn at the last two Anaheims in a row, and so it's 
like I'm third in points right now. So yeah. I, you know, I just want I want to just keep going. I want to just I feel like I can improve so much. And I mean, or not maybe not improve that much at the practice track, but bring what I'm doing at the practice track to the race and be up there. You know, in six or seven rounds, that's where I want to be. Uh, so yeah. this so this mud race. So this I, I mean, it'll just be kind of a. Yeah. I think it's just going to be a bump in the road for everybody because it's not like anybody's just breezed through it. Yeah, really, anything could happen if it's really muddy. You could win or you could DNF. It's really, it's just the block of the cards, really. I mean, even if you're a great mud rider, shit happens in the mud. So Yeah, but he makes yeah. a good point, being solid third place after two rounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, you're two rounds in on this uh, on the new team. Uh, talk about. I know you've been asked this a million times, but uh, I'm going to try to take it from a different angle. What's been different about the L and M team than what you thought it would be? What's What's been um, a surprise? I don't know. It's just everybody at the shop is is so into it. Everybody. I mean, right. there, there's you go in there and my mechanics there from like eight o'clock in the morning to like eight. At night. I mean, the guy, him and him and Larry Brooks, like, and almost everybody in there, they're just, they enjoy being there, and they're just, they're into it. And I think, you know, too, I mean, I've grown up, too. Like, yeah, I, I've, you know, I think I've came a long way since, since 08, you know, when I just moved out on my own, and, yeah, you know, it, things were, things were coming easy to me without, you know, as much work as I've had, you know, like this year, I've had to put in a lot of work to get where I'm at, where 08, you know, I was on the podium and won a race, and I mean, I, not to say I wasn't putting in a lot of work, but yeah, it uh, I wasn't doing you know I wasn't doing the amount of laps and stuff that I'm doing this year. So it's uh, I just like my mindset's a lot different too. But it's definitely just the team. I'd say it's just a combination of my you know my mindset and where I'm at mentally, and having you know like Larry Brooks and everybody on the San Manuel team behind me. I don't think uh, you know I, I couldn't do it without them for sure. They've helped me out so much. Yeah, we we and it hasn't gone unnoticed. We, we we saw you thank Larry on the podium, and I, I think it's right. I mean, like you said, in this sport, kids get dumped into SoCal at an early age with a lot of money, and sometimes things go sideways. And I just have to say, nice recovery on your part. And it's nice to see you earn what you're getting now. Not that you weren't earning it before, like you said, or weren't working hard before, but you're really busting your butt now. It's noticeable in your your stature, your riding, and everything. And to go five three. And, and be the third in the points like you are right now, I mean, it has to feel good. And I know the whole team's working hard behind you. And, and then to have James Stewart, I mean, to have a guy like that go down. And I know the people on the message board are screaming at me right now to ask you how James is feeling. Let's get that out of the way. Um, you know, I haven't even got a chance to talk to him. He, uh, I, I didn't see him after the race. I didn't see him in between the races. He was kind of just trying to I, – I don't, I don't even know what's really hurt on him. I know he <laughs> – I, I don't know. I mean, I know he's beat up. Yeah. But – I don't know. I mean, I just—I knew he was hurt, and that was a bummer. But I just really tried to just focus on myself and not get involved in any of that stuff. And I think that's—you know—the team wasn't even—you know, yeah. Nobody on the team was really talking to me about about James. They were just talking to me about, hey, you got to—you know—good chance of—you know—winning this. You know, when he's yeah, hurt. Yeah, for sure. So, um, what? But okay. Now, having said that, what do you think of all the drama after the race? That was pretty cool, actually. Huh? Kind of reminded me of like a WWF uh, skit. Dude, I was on the podium when all that happened. I don't even know what happened. I, I, dude, I mean, I, I, like, honestly, the only thing I know is what people are rumored to say. I don't even know what happened. But, I mean, so I'm not even going to comment on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what really strikes me? Uh, and you got a late start with the team and with the bike and everything. But And maybe I def never noticed this before on you, but, man, you're a great jumper. Like, you can really figure things out fast on, on a track. Uh, 
and I and I think both practices, the both races, you've seen that. Do you, is that a strength of yours? Do you think? Am I right, or am I just seeing things? I mean, man, you look like you can jump anything you want at any time and figure it out quick. Yeah, I think that's been like one of the biggest things about me, like since I was little. Like I, ha- I've had a full-blown supercross track in my backyard since I was eleven. Yeah. Like my dad, like I never, like until I was probably like thirteen or twelve or thirteen, I could really, like honestly, I didn't really care about going fast. <laughs> like all I wanted to do was jump stuff, and yeah, I wanted yeah. to do tricks, and like I was just about jumping stuff and being like doing the craziest stuff at the track. Like I'd jump, I'd go to local tracks and jump stuff on my eighty that yeah. before people would do it on big bikes, and that's just been like my biggest thing. Is I feel like I can go. I think if anybody jumps something, I can do it, or yeah. I can do it before anybody. You know, I mean, yeah, I've, been, yeah, like, right. you know James, James, I've seen James do some stuff that. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know if I really want to do that. <laughs> hey, but, you, look, you look like you were leading the way in Phoenix, I can tell you that. You, we, we talked about that right before you got on the air, and you got that track figured out quickly, as Steve said. There's some people on the message board asking what the phone number is again. Once again, if you want to talk to Josh, I have a question for him, 702-586-PULP. That's 702-586-7857. Josh, let's talk about what your plans are going to be. I know you're focused on Supercross right now, but I'm sure a lot of people want to know what you're going to be doing for the outdoors. Obviously, I'm guessing X Games and some maybe some overseas stuff like James in the off season. but let's talk about that. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to be uh, – <laughs> I'm going to just hopefully just do the best I can through the Supercross series, and then uh, basically I just want to do the best I can right now and then be able to celebrate over the summer and just hang out and hang out with friends and, uh, you know, just – you know, take a little bit of time off and get ready for X Games because right. I think that I mean I I really don't know if Larry if Larry says hey we're doing outdoors cool yeah yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. Uh, I have like a lot to show in that I think I don't think I'm a bad outdoor rider at all I just don't think uh, I've had I don't think I've just been mentally uh, I guess mentally into dedicated to a whole outdoor season uh, I think like, I, I've been hurt you know I've been hurt I had a lot of bike problems in 07 and then 08 I just wasn't uh, that was kind of when I just you know, I got a little unfocused. Was yeah. like, oh wait, and I still got a, you know, I got a podium at Southwick and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not against doing outdoors, but I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know, I'm not begging Larry to do them either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want you want to take a call? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, who's this? You're on the uh, Moto Show with uh, Josh Hill. Yeah, this is Larry Brooks. Larry. Larry. <laughs> it actually is Larry Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey LB, thanks for calling in. Um, we got, you got a question? yeah, you got a question for Josh Hill. <laughs> Please state your question, caller. Questions for Josh Hill. <laughs> Any anything you can share on the hey, air, though? <laughs> you know, I really want to apologize to Josh Hill because I had to leave him at the podium, his first podium for L and M, and I had to leave him up there, and I I'm totally bummed. Like I'm sitting here at my desk right now, going, dude, you're such an idiot, but. No, things had to get taken care of, and I had to split. But, yeah, I just wanted to say that for sure. I, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you had some stuff to take care of. Hey, oh, we, yeah. we appreciate you guys just coming on the air to give your apologies. You know, yeah. you could have done this at the office, hey, but come on the Moto Show to do this. We love it. could have sent him a Hallmark card. Right. Hey, uh, Josh, what's been the biggest thing that uh, Brooks has helped you out with um, uh, in your uh, racing, um, just your riding technique or just racing, period? Uh, he, Larry's just, dude, he's like took me in and just, I mean, got me on the right track mentally and just got me on the right program at the track. Like, I, I really can't thank him enough for, for doing it. Like, I, like, I, I think what he's taught me in the last 
two months are going to carry, you know, that's going to help me out my whole career. Because I know that, you know, what we've been doing in the last two or three months has been working for me for sure. There you go, Larry. Have you, uh, does he still kind of scare you though a bit, Josh? He's very intimidating. <laughs> no, he's, dude, he, Larry's been so cool to me. Like, ever since the first time I went in there. Like, the first time I went right. in and talked to him, I was scared, but, I mean, I, you know, I, I talked to him, we kind of, you know, cleared the air, and, you know, he kind of told me what he'd expect out of me on the team, and it, it was awesome. Like, I, ever since then, it's been, it's been a great relationship, I think. Well, since we have Larry on, let's get Larry's take. Larry, how has it been? Two rounds in, you're sitting third in the points. You're, you know, your wingman is, is holding up the flag here for L&M. You know, I, uh, I truly expected Josh to be in this position. I mean, everyone has said Josh is, you know, a little bit of a loose cannon and this and that, but that's the things that we talked about when he first came in. And, you know, he, he explained a lot of things and, and made me understand who Josh Hill really was. And, you know, I, I, I expected him. I, I've seen Josh ride a 450. I've seen what he can do, you know, and if he really put his mind to it, I, I knew he could be up in the top three, top five, you know, top, you know, the top part of the field. And, you know, he's, he's proven it to the world that, you know, this is the position he needs to be in. Yeah, it's still early in the season. We have a lot of racing to go, but, you know, this is, this is where he, he should be. And, and he should have been even last year if he didn't get injured and, you know, the other things that went on. And, and I'm, I'm proud of him, obviously, but, but truly, I think he should be in this position, and, and he thinks. He wasn't even happy with that third place the other night. So. Yeah, he doesn't seem like it. Yeah. No, no, not at all. I mean, I was patting him on the back, you know, expecting him to be happy, and he's like, I suck. You know, I, I should have won that thing. I was in a great position, and, and I'm like, man, you know, just take it a step by time, you know, and, and you're, you did great, but he's expecting to win right out of the box, and, hey, you can't blame him for that. He's put a lot of hard work in. Uh, well, for everybody out there that's wondering why, and we talked about this on the first show, Larry, I think this is, like you said, it's two rounds in, but this has to be really sweet feeling for both of you, justification of why you picked Josh Hill over some of the other guys. And that's not a knock on the other guys. It's just you saw what you saw in Josh. I think a few people saw it, but, uh, again, this is very satisfying for you guys. Absolutely. I think everyone was scared to take a chance on Josh Hill, but they huh. were looking at the surface and not truly what was inside of him and his heart and all those other things. and. You know, if you don't ever talk to somebody, how are you ever going to find out who they are? Yeah, no, that's an excellent point, Larry. Hey, is there something, and Josh, we haven't forgot you, by the way. Uh, Larry, is there something about Josh that surprised you two races in that maybe you didn't realize when you uh, were working with him in the off season? Either racing uh, strategy, jumping, anything. We just talked about how good of a jumper he was. Anything like well, that? I mean, I've been surprised at his skills, you know, and, and truly his speed. You know, he's uh, at the test track once in a while. He'll just want to bust out some fast laps, and I'm like, whoa, slow down. You know, you're going crazy here, and he's just like, you know, I want to I wanna show my speed. I want to, you know, practice that, and I, I'm, I've been blown away with his skills and, and, you know, just his skills on the motorcycle, and it, it's impressive. I mean, I, I never had that type of skills that this kid's got, you know. So I, I get impressed when I, I see somebody ride the way they do and, and do the things that they do and the talent level, it, it's, it's amazing, you know. And I, I get to enjoy days with James Stewart and Josh Hill riding, you know, the Supercross track. That's enjoyable to me. Like, I really have a good time, and, you know, it, it, it's a blast. So it's, 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 I'm, I've, I've, I'm really pleased with the, with the way Josh is riding, let me tell you. Hey, Josh, so Larry doesn't really throw it in your face, his ultracross title or anything like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, we, uh, I seen his uh, High Flyers card on his uh, laptop this weekend, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but depends which one was it, though. He rode for so many teams and so many numbers and so many so much gear. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I turned it around, though, because I seen the back and he had his glasses on and stuff. So I thought that was kind of funny. I yeah. turned it around and put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, what you need to do is show up with some fake glasses and an open face helmet, and the look will be complete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Larry, before we let you go, we can't not have you on the show and ask you about James Stewart. Uh, what's the status? What's going on with that? And, uh, I mean, I guess he'll be racing this weekend? Um, yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. You, uh, you don't sound that certain, but. <laughs> yeah, no, they're going to have uh, another race this weekend, I think, in Anaheim. So we're going to see how that goes. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he's doing good. I mean, we talked for a while today and, you know, did a couple things and, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's pumped. I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely not pumped on his performance on the weekend. You know, he made a few mistakes, few errors here and there and put himself in some bad situations. And, you know, uh, it really cost him, you know, and, you know, there was a lot of stuff that went on, you know, and it, oh, it, there was, yeah, but, but, you know, he's, you know, he's bummed, you know, a lot of emotions came into play and, and, you know, that's, that's really not James Stewart, you know, it, it sucks that it had to happen and, you know, just so much is, so much drama has gone on for the past X amount of months that, you know, it, it, it just got to him, I think. So, you know, he, he's a, he's a man and, and he'll, he'll deal through it and, you know, he's got 15 rounds to kind of right the wrong and, and we'll see what happens. Well, he's, he's, it, He's in a better position right now than he was last year after two rounds. We broke that down earlier on the show. He's two points better. So yeah, not not much better. <laughs> not much better. Yeah, obviously, we were looking at that when I was driving back to the hotel at whatever time that was. I got out of the track, but yeah, you know it. Uh, you know things happen, and and good thing it's early in the season, and you know I've got uh, Josh up in the front of the pack and James will be up there joining Josh here pretty quick and yeah. you know I'm just I'm waiting for the race that I have James and Josh 1 and 2 on the podium I'm going to be I'm going to be in the corner crying. It's going to be a very cool day. I think that might be coming. Yeah, you might want to get ready for that. Uh, in this wide-open Supercross season, Hilly, uh, Hilly looks pretty good, and I think that Stewart guy will rebound. I don't know. He's a good rider, too. Do you think, Larry? Oh, for sure, for sure. We've got a great team. But, hey, I'm going to get off the phone. i got to go home. I'm still at work, and yeah, I don't yeah. want to take any glory away from Josh here, dude. This guy needs all the all that he can get right now. So, hey, talk to you guys later. Thanks for Josh, calling I'll in, Larry. see you tomorrow at the track, man. All right. See you, Larry. Thanks, Larry. All right. Guys, uh, all, all right, right. You, got, you guys gonna get somebody give me a hard time. I'm starting to get sick. Everybody's just getting so many compliments. I know, huh? Okay, well, call in anybody seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven to ask Josh Hill a question about uh, really anything. Uh, even stupid ones will let on the air. Uh, I haven't been happy with our calls in the first two weeks. A few of them are good, but well, what amazes me is the the key, no offense to Josh. I mean, last week the keyboard was just lighting up the switchboard. Here we go. We got a caller now. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's take this call. Hey, the Motor Show. You're on the air with Josh Hill and Paul and Steve. What's happening? How you doing, Josh? It's uh, has been on the board here. So when Lawrence throws his Jersey Shore party, did they make Hanny do the uh, the ugly girl? Uh -huh. <laughs> what was that? Say it again. <laughs> I said when Lawrence throws his Jersey Shore parties, do they make Hanny do the ugly girl? I'm sure you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think Lawrence is throwing any parties. Or at least he's not inviting me. He is. He's doing all right. Well, thanks for that yeah, call. Uh, for hey, do you, watch, yeah. do you watch Jersey Shore? 
Yeah, yeah, I love that show Dude, every Thursday. It's classic, huh? Yeah, that's the best show ever. I would like you to refer to me as The Happening from now on. We have the situation, <laughs> but I am The Happening. Uh, let's take another call. Hey, you're on there with The Moto Show with Josh Hill and Lindsay and Mathis. Uh, hi. I was just wondering uh, what Josh would have to say about like an up-and-coming rider or some of the things that, you know, not the normal stuff that everyone says about, oh, you got to work hard, you know, but just things that people maybe not think about that you have to do. Yeah, there we go. That's a good question. Good question. Um, Stay away from parties. All right. Number well, one. I mean, it depends on how young you are. But if I didn't, if I didn't, if you don't have fun riding your bike, I mean, there's no real reason on doing it. So I'd say like having having fun riding is like the main thing. And then uh, good call. Good call. I mean, that's really. I mean, that's when you're young and you're coming up. That's the only thing that really is uh, that you can do because. If you, having fun and riding is how you're going to get better. Yeah. Because if you don't enjoy it and you're not, and you're not like, if you're not, every time you go off the track, you're not having fun, then it's not worth doing it. Unless, you know, I mean, you got to have the fun outweigh the, outweigh the, the non-fun though. You got to go ride <laughs> and it's, you know, I mean, you yeah. got to put in a certain amount of work, but yeah. you got to wait till the time comes to where you need to put in the work. Yeah. Like just having, so you, su- having a supercross track and jumping lanes, for example, when you're a kid, that's fun. That's yeah. That's the funnest thing to do. That's all I. I just turn around, hit the same section over and over again, and throw no footers off everything. There we go. All right, let's take some more calls. Hey, the Moto Show with Mathis and Lindsay are on there with Josh Hill. What's happening? Hey, dude, you ever overmodulate, and I can't understand the word you're saying. <laughs> all right, well, you're on with Josh Hill. What's your question? Hey, um, question is. And we're getting to it. <laughs> All right, you're done. <laughs> that guy, bull, he just hey. DNF'd. That guy yeah, DNF'd we can't do time. that. Hey, Moto Show with uh, Josh Hill. You're on the air uh, with Mathis and Lindsay as well. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, I just got uh, six Fit Loretta's uh, in the 2DA class, and I was wondering, kind of similar to what uh, what the previous caller said, but... Uh, how how do you kind of get in with the big guys and everything? You know what what are some tips in that way? You got six in the 258 class at Loretta's. Yes, sir. Dude, you don't need any tips for me. You're killing it. That's yeah. like I mean that's <laughs> no. You're on the verge. You got a long man. way to go. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing. I mean it, you just I mean if you're if you're that far forward, I don't know. I, I don't know what your what your circumstances are where you're where you're living at, but it's just. Man, I don't know. Hey, Hilly, I just got how, lucky. You got to get a super agent like Jimmy Button to take care of you. I guess. Oh, the plug for the super agent. <laughs> I yeah, I actually talked to Jimmy Button actually, and uh, things didn't exactly work out. Uh, I guess he was busy with working with bigger clients like you guys. So, well, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it, are you planning on going to Loretta's again? Uh, I think so. I just turned eighteen, and I'd like to do one more year. Uh, I'd like to go back and win it this year. So. Certainly. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on what I did. I was never that good at. I was never that good at Texas. I ne- I was always kind of like underprepared. I wouldn't really ride that much over the winter. I mean, I would ride, but I just ride for fun. And then when I'd go to Texas, kind of see where I stood, I'd spend. And then I'd spend like the full month before World Mini, and just ride every day in Southern California and just try to get better. And I'd go to World Mini and I'd do awesome. And then I'd just kind of keep a good, you know, good steady ride program going. And then about a month and a half before Loretta's, I would just train like there was no tomorrow. Like, I, we, I mean, at least four or five times a week I was riding and training and 
just doing everything I could to train for the heat. And then, you know, I'd go to Loretta's and, and just know that I would beat everybody because I was going to be in way better shape than them. Wow, that's You can't set your goals too uh, too far ahead. You just got to, you know, worry about the races that are coming up, have fun, and then, like, the month before those races, just, you know, give it your best. Nice. Yes, sir. All right, thank thanks you for the much. call. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the call. Yeah. Was time for one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was Go just wondering it. what a day in the life should be for an up-and-coming rider. An up and coming, up and coming rider, or like me? <laughs> or like, um, I mean, I mean, I because I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for me, I just, I don't know. I like wake up, I I go riding. Like we'll go do all the laps I do at the test track. I'll go home and I'll do like an hour of working out, and then uh, basically I'll, I'll whatever household chores I need to do, like cleaning my house. Or lately, it's been going to the DMV and getting a driver's license. That hasn't been too fun in California. <laughs> so I uh, drop, I like drop my Oregon one somewhere. There you but, go. Uh, then after that, then after that, just chill out and get as much rest as you can for the next day. All right. Well, thanks nice. for the question. That's a good one. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air with Josh Hill, Mathis, and Lindsay. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. All right. Uh, Let's hear it. Hey, Josh. Hey, man. I wear Thor gear, and my pants fall down. And Uh-oh. I know you switched to Fox, and now your pants stay up. Do I need to switch to Fox, or did you get like some <laughs> some ass implants, yeah. or what happened? No, I, uh, you know, I just, me and Thor, like, I guess the Thor gear just wasn't, uh, it just didn't, wasn't cut right for me. Reason, I mean, some of the time, it, some of the time, not all the time, but, I don't know, I, I grip really hard with my knees, and yeah. that, uh, the fabric and the Thor stuff would just, it'd pull down. But, uh, the Fox stuff, I, I mean, I don't even wear custom stuff, the Fox stuff's just out of the box, and it works good. So yeah, it looks good on you. I would, uh, I would, you know, I'd go for that, I'd go, I mean, the Fox stuff's good. Alright, our lines are blowing up right yeah. now for Hill. Hey, you're on the Moto Show with uh, Paul and Steve and Josh Hill. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? What's up? Hey, doing pretty good. You got a question hey, for a Josh? Question. All right. Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to find out. Uh, he's been on Yamaha's for a long time, and the, you know, obviously, everybody made a transition to Dunlop. How has that transition been for him, chassis-wise? Um, I always ran Dunlops when I was an amateur, so it, it wasn't bad. I always liked the Dunlops. You know, just coming coming over here, we it, it hasn't been a hard switch for me at all. I don't I don't really uh, I'm not really finicky with tires either. I no. just kind of I always I always grew up just running them until the knobbies were falling off and then switching them out. And then so Ma- 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 old Monty would flip them around backwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey. My dad would flip them around. That's just so, I'm glad uh, you said that, Josh, because I'm quite frankly sick of hearing all the guys that are complaining about the switch from Bridgestone to Dunlops. I'm a Dunlop guy, too, and I think they're very, very close. I know the Bridgestones may have had an edge on a hard pack Supercross, but uh, it's glad to hear that they're not, you're not yeah, one of the guys I, I, wanting I wouldn't, even say, I wouldn't even say they have an edge. Like, I think the tires that I have on my bike they, that are going with my bike, I, I don't, I've never felt more comfortable. Yes, Dunlop. All, all right, let's, uh, let's take another call. A few more calls, and then we'll let Hill go. You got time, Hill, or do you got to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right. Uh, hey, you're on the Moto Show with uh, Josh Hill. Paul Lindsay and Steve Mathis. Uh, what's going on? Well, thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, well, uh, thank, you for, thank you for calling in. Uh, uh, this is Rance. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Hey, Rance. And uh, we were at the races yesterday in Phoenix. I'm sorry, the day before yesterday. And we were curious as to how the, the new Yamahas are working out. We heard that because the weight is so centralized on these new bikes that when they make adjustments to them that they seem to get out of balance real easy. And we noticed yesterday, or excuse me, on a Saturday, 
that some riders really looked a lot better than others on the Yamaha, and I was just curious what Josh Hill thought about it. Great yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point, actually, because the bikes, like, little changes are big changes on these bikes. Oh, yeah? You really notice little, it? Like, yeah. you just, a little adjustment's a big change. But out of the box, they're really good. Like, the bike, I, I hadn't really even ridden a 2010 except for just one afternoon on uh, James's factory one mm-hmm. before, I went to, before I went to Bercy Supercross. Right. And I, I went to Bercy Supercross on a box stock one with a pipe and valve suspension. And, dude, the, the bike works good. Like, right out of the box, it's pretty good. I mean, you, got, you might want to, you know, mess around with the clickers and find out what you like, but yeah, they're, they're really good and they're really, they're really solid right out of the box. The only, the only time we had, uh, you know, you know, minor, minor problems with me is when we were, just like, like you said, switching stuff around and trying stuff. You know, it, it, took, it took like a couple of days of setup to get one ready, yeah. ready for me. But after that, man, I've had, I've had no problems. I love this. Let me, let me ask you this. Was there any change between Anaheim and Phoenix for you in bike setup? I haven't touched my bike in a month. <laughs> it's, it's sick. I love it. All right. Nice. Sounds nice. good. Well, let's, let's take another call here. Hey, you're on the uh, Moto Show with Josh Hill. Got to yeah. turn, got to turn your radio down. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right, now I got it. All right, you got a question for Josh? Yeah, I do. Well, let's hear it. Okay, Josh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh man, since you moved in with James, since you in with James Stewart in his camp, man, uh, you've been uh, you've been getting a lot of more babe action over there. <laughs> No, not really, not really. Um, been about the same. Like I just, you know, actually I'd say less. Been about I'm the not, same. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hanging out at the. I'm not just like I'm not hanging out in the scene as much. I just kind of hang out at my house and uh, yeah. do my thing. I'm, I'm not out as late either, and that's like the chicks. They usually come out later at night. <laughs> that's a, that's a very good point. All right, hey. Oh, I just hung up on that last caller. That was rude. Oops. Uh, hey, uh, Josh, we'll let you go, man. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for taking the time for the uh, MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Uh, greatly appreciate it, man. Great ride. Uh, last two weeks, great ride. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, let's see you keep it up. Yeah, thanks a lot. No problem. Uh, let me know when you guys want me back. Really? Awesome, Josh. We appreciate it, buddy. Uh, do you really mean that? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it. If you guys do, I don't have that much to do. If you guys want me to help you with anything. Now you, you sound know? like Shorty. See, all these professional <laughs> motocross, everybody thinks they're so busy, you're dispelling the myth right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that busy. I just try to pretend like I am sometimes. But I just, <laughs> hey, yeah, actually, one last question for you. Uh, Jimmy Button seemed like he uh, was a proud papa, like he just had a baby on uh, on Saturday night. He, uh, he, I know, you know, the agents, the agent rider thing. Sometimes it's a little scuzzy. Sometimes it's a little, uh, I don't know, a little underhanded. But I truly believe that Jimmy Button uh, wants the best for you and is working hard for you and. Is probably very proud of you. I guess talk about that a little bit. You guys seem to have a great relationship. Jimmy and me are—I I don't know how like to put it. See, like friends or like an older brother. Like it's like or, I, he's. Dude, Jimmy's helped me out so much, and it, it's we're like on a, a friend basis. I'd say I call right. him all the time just to, just to harass him and give him a hard time, or he'll do the same thing. And it's uh, Jimmy's helped me out so much, and it's funny. What just exactly what you said is what he told me on the phone. He's like. So I don't want to sound like your dad here, but man, I was so proud of you this weekend. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but no, Jimmy and his his whole family, his wife and his mom and dad, everybody's like. Jimmy was the you know when I like first turned eighteen, I was you know I came down and Jimmy like took me in for a little while and you know helped me out. Like he's 
He's helped me out so much my whole career, and I, I can't thank him enough. Yeah, I can I can personally attest, Josh, that Jimmy was seriously stressing in the off season about your your current ride situation, and uh, to have it come full circle, land you on a good team where you need to be, and then have him you know rewarded with with good results. It's just got to be very satisfying, like we talked about with Larry earlier. So uh, congratulations, Jimmy, you're there, buddy. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful to all those guys. Like it's. Uh, like I said, it was pretty. It was pretty stressful off season, and uh, it just you know it took some time for me to to figure out you know what I needed to what I needed to do to change it to uh, you know be at the top, try to be at the top of top level in the sport. And I guess you know hopefully I'm starting to figure that out. Yeah, no, I think I think you are, and uh, yeah, thanks again for uh, for coming on the show, man. And uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right, I'll see you guys. All see right. you, Josh. Yeah. All right, Josh Hill. Yeah, Great. You know what what strikes me is that. How many riders in our sport, like Josh, might not have gotten that break and slipped through the cracks? Ultra talented guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, how Tim, many? Tim Ferry, for example. Yeah, Tim Ferry, exactly. Sorry, sorry. I mean, there's so many guys that uh, everybody thinks they can at this level and mm-hmm. could have, should have, would have. Get me on the good equipment. Get me on the yeah. good team. Give me a chance. You know, put me in, coach. And and then you get kids that, you know, they, they miss and they're out digging ditches at 19 years of age. I mean, Ben... Uh, <laughs> um, ben Riddle? Ben Riddle. Shane Bass? Shane Bass. I mean, there's guys... Brian Gray? Yeah, that we could obviously keep going. Yeah. You, you got a better list in your head than I do at yeah. the moment. I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, Ben Riddle, all those guys, I mean... Uh, Jeez, uh, kind of makes you wonder what could have been. And I know that Hill, uh, all those guys, had an incredible amateur career and had the maybe not the credentials that Josh Hill had, but close. I know Ben Riddle did. So it's interesting to see. And it's all, you know, we've talked about the key ingredients that goes into making a professional motocross supercross racer and the desire, the determination, the work ethic. Obviously, Josh figured it out real quick in the offseason that he needed to do something and uh, he was on maybe his last leg, arguably. There was a lot of people that were yeah. writing him off, thinking he was going to be in burner situation, pulling up to Anaheim in a pickup truck. So, you know, again, thanks to Josh for coming on. Congratulations on a great season so far. We wish him all the success. Great kid and, uh, you know, great environment that he's in right now. And with that, let's uh, let's take our first break, first and only break of the uh, That's right. Let's pay show. some bills. Thanks for sponsors. All right, Steve, let's talk a little bit about our buddies over at MotorWorldRacing.com, those fine folks that used to have that race team with me. You know, we won a few races along the way, and, you know, I got to know those guys, and all the way back from 1999 when they started their own race team and had their MotorWorldRacing.com site up and running, they've been pioneers in the dot-com commerce, if you will, and they've always seemed to have these great prices and great customer satisfaction. I don't know how they've pulled it off for this long, but they're definitely one of the premier sites and now with this radio show jump right back in the thick of things in the racing business yeah it's great to have them on and and the title sponsor for this uh, moto show uh, motorworldracing.com brian junkie glenn boggy owners down there great guys and uh, you get a little bit of a discount just for listening to this show that's right we offer our listeners exclusively if you go to motorworldracing.com right now and you plug in the promo code moto show at checkout you're going to receive a special 10 percent off your entire order 
10% just for listening. Yeah, that's that's how we roll here. And that's how waterworldracing.com rolls once again. Like I said, in all seriousness, they do have a wide selection of everything you need. And, uh, again, great prices, great customer satisfaction. Go check it out, motorworldracing.com. We wouldn't be here without them. And also, don't forget, this week is the last week to enter to win a free Travis Pastrana jersey. That's right, an autographed Travis Pastrana jersey coming to you from motorworldracing.com. The guy you saw on New Year's Eve, Red Bull No Limits. Uh, go to motorworldracing.com right now. You can enter a chance, get a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Just go to the page and enter, and uh, one lucky winner is going to walk away with that jersey. All right, another one of our great show sponsors here is Mantis United Eyewear Company out of Colorado, a gentleman by the name of Paul Kiefer doing it up for the privateers wonder warthog style except from colorado mantis united is a company seeking a creative new direction for riders and as i mentioned they are an eyewear company so check out some of their designs at mantisunited.com they uh they have eyewear designed for racers by racers the mantis team is racing the supercross and motocross series in 2010 like i said helping out some colorado boys Look out for these guys at the races and uh, stop by and say hi. They have some great designs, and it sounds like they have big plans for the future as well. So uh, you're going to like the Supercross shirt that they have too. So go check it out when you get a chance. Go to mantisunited.com, and thanks again for their support of the Moto Show. X-Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. John, what is uh, what's the deal with with Math- Mathis? He texted me today when he heard you were on the show. What's going on with the, with the, him? I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. I think, All right. I don't know. I don't, I think that the guy uh, he doesn't have anything to say about anything good. Like I, I honestly, I could win, and he still has something to say. He's just one of those guys that you can never. It's his way of feeling good about himself. So it is what it is, and I don't know. All when right. You, when are you going to be on his show? What's that? I'm sorry. When are you going to be on his show? No, I will, I'll never do a show with that guy. I hope he's hearing me right now. I would never do a show with him. I, I don't like the guy, straight up. Is it just I don't be- like it. Is it just but, because... But he likes me to talk about him, because that's what gives him, like, he right. feels like he's on top of the world. So, there you go, Mathis. Use that one to your advantage. Was it just about about you or, or friends, too, or, or what? No, I don't even know. I don't even listen to his interviews. I just hear from everybody else, Mathis, again. I go, does it surprise you? Okay. Like, obviously, that our sport's not... Hasn't like there's nothing more to talk about it, so I'm an easy target. Let's go to Josh Hansen. Yeah, it's like yeah, J Law's locked up. Let's let's fuck with with Hanny. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just all bullshit, whatever. But whatever, you're gonna have those people in life. But I guess maybe a couple years ago, I would have liked to knock his head off his shoulders. But now it's like whatever. You like those are the type of people that bring it on. I love it because you know when I'm sitting there on the podium and he's still writing, like what do you, what do you say? What can they say? Right, you're on the podium. That's right. Well, there we go. Josh Hansen from this week, uh, uh, last week's of DMXS uh, show. I got a couple things to say to that. A little bonus uh, soundbite. Yeah, a little bonus soundbite. First of all, uh, a couple years ago, he wanted to knock my head off. That is absolutely true. Uh, he called and wanted to knock my head off. 
when he says a couple years ago that's not exactly true because he wanted to knock my head off as little as three weeks ago. So he still wants to knock my head off. Uh, a couple, another thing is he doesn't uh, doesn't even read my articles or listen to what I have to say. So clearly he hasn't read observations about how fast he's been going this year, how, how he's been the victim of bad luck, and he should have maybe won at Phoenix. So uh, I just love that soundbite. I thought I would play it and share it with everybody. Uh, I got nothing against Josh Hansen. Mitch Payton told me this weekend, I will get him to do your radio show. Oh. So. Well, I don't know. I wonder if he even knows that I'm on here with you, but I, I know I've been on his shit list lately too. But, Hansen, uh, yeah. didn't he want to fight you? Ah, uh, you know, Josh and I go way oh, back. Oh, you just dropped the subject. He did want to fight you. So. No, no, Josh and I go way, way back. And Josh and I had a little a little riff over a race in Italy, but uh, I love Josh. Oh, Jesus. I know, I know. He, uh, he did. He was mad at well, me for a while. Hey, Mitch Payton says he's going to do the moto show. So well, we're going to have him on. Yeah, there you go. I hope. There you go. But uh, anyways, uh, thanks to Josh Hill. Thanks to Larry Brooks. Uh, both uh, great to have him on the show. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what. We can go on and on about this race. I don't <laughs> know if we have enough time. Yeah, but uh Let's go segment into our uh, into our uh, into our segments actually, and uh, the first one we have is our uh, X brand goggle. Segue into our segment. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Go. X brand goggle uh, tear off segment. Uh, X brand twenty five years of goggle experience uh, built to uh, all com- accumulated in the uh, ultimate goggle. Let's call it uh, the X brand goggle. Check them out at thexbrand.com. The Rich Taylor special. Rich Taylor specials. Um, I do the I build the goggles for Moto Concepts and Burn. If one of those lenses pop out on TV, that wasn't me. So let's just <laughs> clarify that right now. I'll cover my ass that way. But uh, I guess this is the segment where Paul and I quickly, in 15 seconds, we try to uh, figure out exactly what the other guy is thinking. And uh, we have um, some quick questions here that we've prepared. And uh, let me go first, Paul. All right. Lay it on me. Rapid Fire Q&A with Stephen Paul. Who's your biggest surprise in either class this year, and I don't mean Ryan Morris or some you know under the radar guy. I mean surprise guy. I I, I want to know who it is. Are you ready? Was this was this in the pre questions? I don't remember. This, this was in the pre questions, <laughs> bud. <laughs> All right. Am, go. I, am I on the clock? I, I, I there's the tear off. I'd have to go with Josh Hill, I guess. I mean, uh, I th- I know he's he's on he's on the show, but uh, Josh Hills is definitely surprised me. We've always known he's had talent. It, could he harvest that talent and put it to work? Obviously, he has. It's been a pleasant surprise for me, Josh Hill. All right. You're done. Your question. Will Ryan Morris ever get a race win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd be foolish to say not. Ryan Morris is coming so close, and uh, he's done everything you can but win, and I have no doubt this year that he will win, and then he will promptly go over to Mitch and maybe a roost him while he's sitting in his chair and show him what's up. So, uh, yeah, Josh <laughs> Hill will definitely win a race. And my question for you, Lindsay, is uh, will Ryan Dungey win this weekend? Yikes. Put me on the spot. Uh, I actually think so. I, uh, barring a mud race where anything can happen, I think Ryan Dungey is certainly on a roll. I, like I said, the 450 seems to sort of harness that crazy energy that he had on the lights bike and uh, uh, wounded James Stewart and a uh, Chad Reed that's out. That's it. All right. Next question. Will we now, speaking of Josh Hill, weren't we just talking about Josh Hill? I think he was on the show. Uh, will we now see Josh Hill on the podium consistently? And don't forget that this wasn't his first podium. He's got a race win in there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think we will. I think we're, what we're seeing in Supercross right now rivals the 1990 season where all the youngsters come up. Reed's out for six weeks so you can eliminate him. And uh, Hill's in that group for sure. I, I don't expect him to be out of the top five. 
uh, unless something funky happens. Uh, I see definitely, and actually, I'm out of time right now. So very uh, well said, uh, Paul Lindsay. The last question for you on the X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment is: Who has the sweetest looking bikes in the pits? Just cosmetically, you mean? Yeah, just cosmetically. Yeah, know. not working. I gotta go with JGR always. I mean, JGR Toyota Muscle Milk. It doesn't get any better than that, looking or sounding. And I love their color scheme. Always have from day one. They're the sickest looking bikes, but a close second place. That's it. Oh, you're done. Tra- no, 15 seconds, bro. Canada Rockstar bikes. Oh, yeah. No, you're definitely wrong on that. Yeah. No, you're, you're definitely wrong. You got one more for me? All right. I got one more here. Will James Stewart rebound as quickly as he needs to in order to stay in this championship? Uh, yes, he will rebound as quickly as he needs to be. I think listening to Larry on the show indicates that James is hurting worse than maybe what we think. He definitely paused there on past 15 seconds, but he definitely paused there when we asked him if he was racing this weekend. James is probably hurt worse than what we know. But he'll do what he can to ride, get shot up, and he'll salvage the points and then get stronger as we go. All and right. uh, that was the X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment yeah. uh, right there. The uh, We like the X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment. Yeah, we do. Please uh, visit thexbrand.com and, uh, and pick yourself up uh, a pair of Gox or Gox Liquid Goggles. Uh, now we're going to move on to the next one. Paul's Podium. This is uh, Paul Lindsay's weekly pick. Are you going to go six or three? I'm trying to keep it to three. And keep I, it to three, bro. I'm trying to keep yeah. it to three. I'm going to narrow it uh, down. As the, as three the... things that impressed Paul Lindsay uh, this past weekend in Phoenix. And by the way, it doesn't always have to be riders. It just so happens that it's three riders this weekend. But I will point out passes, teams, anything that looks good. Maybe the AMA did something good. Uh, but this week, I do have three riders on Paul's podium. First up, Ivan Tedesco. I, we talked about it on the first show, that Valley Yamaha. I saw him out at the Yamaha track. Johnny O'Mara still in his corner. You can't go wrong there. And uh, I think Ivan really looked sharp coming into the season, and I, I predicted he was going to get right back in the thick of things, and he surely did by going out and getting a solid fourth place ahead of his teammates, by the way, which uh, I'm sure didn't make Andrew very happy. But uh, Ivan quietly sits in sixth place in points right behind k-dub and shorty so uh congrats to ivan third place on my pulse podium uh up next uh let me think there's this guy number 75 on the Yamaha. that's right josh hill we talked about <laughs> that yeah he, i i called him once again just for the record for a podium this weekend i don't know why and i i joe this my same buddy on the east coast that hopefully is still listening i believe when i texted him that josh was going to get a podium his reply was are you on heroin so yeah no, no joe i'm not on heroin and thank you josh got a podium so there you go uh last but not least and this was a tough one for me because obviously ryan dungey has been the big surprise of the year but i'm going to go with the final spot on my podium jake weimer once again a very gutsy ride to win two back to back he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders arguably as we talked about on the first show this series is his to lose and that's not necessarily a good place to be a lot of guys would rather be under the radar and go in there and just dominate but when you come in and you're running that big number 12 on the bike and you did good last year and you almost beat Dungey, you are expected to dominate and so far he has with a one and a one but man he had to dig deep to dominate this week so jake weimer rounding out paul's podium there we go that's uh for all of us here at News Center 4. Great segment, Paul. <laughs> you stay classy, San Diego. Uh, Will Ferrell always makes Paul Lindsay laugh, no that's matter right, what. You right. can, Paul, Will Ferrell could be reading the weather, and Lindsay's going to crack up. That's but right. uh, uh, time for uh, What's Eating Steve. That's right. Steve, what is on your plate this week? Literally I, uh, and figuratively, I, what is on your plate? Uh, I haven't eaten yet, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't even know what's next, but I'll have to ask the wife. Uh, but what's eating me, and I, and I struggled with a few different things here, but I'm going to go with an easy one, and I wrote about it in my observations column. Um, what the F is up with the gear companies, man? I mean, I'm no fashion expert. I'm uh, I'm far from it, actually. I usually wear the same pair of gym shorts and raggedy old shirts every day. But 
the gear that I've seen the last two, three years has been absolutely hideous. I, I don't know what these guys are thinking. I know they're trying to break away from the typical moto, moto look, uh, but to me, nothing says nice, like clean lines, looking good, sharp, uh, solid colors uh, in a nice pattern. Somebody looks like they threw up on some of this stuff. Fox Racing, One Industries, I'm talking to you. Uh, there's many guys who are guilty. Troy Lee has some stuff that looks like that ice cream you can buy in the in the freezer. I guess I'm not the target market. You know, I'm not a 20-year-old kid. But I fail to see where even the 20-year-old kid thinks this stuff looks good. Dungy stuff this weekend looks like uh, an aquarium. And uh, I didn't like it. I don't like this new look of too gear. Busy. Too, too busy. Too yeah. Too much going on. Uh, just I just want back to the basic clean lines and it's funny because the companies that i singled out earlier they have the lines that look all single uh but for some reason for look all classic and nice but for some reason they don't want to dress their star riders in that look um shift has a skeleton waving an american flag on their gear i mean what the hell is going on and again i guess i'm not the target audience i don't like it i like the old stuff i like uh I guess I'm just showing my age, Paul. Well, hey, for, I don't know. For once, I actually couldn't agree with you more. The clean stuff is where it's at for me. I disagree with you on the one industry's thing, although some of the riders are wearing the busy stuff. But to me, by far the cleanest, sickest-looking gear in the pits is the one industry stuff. And specifically, uh, once again, you asked me the team that looks the sharpest. That's one of the things I like about the candidate team, their bike the, what's the motorsport outlet team? It's been called three different things. Now it's the rock, motorsport officially, rockstar. Yeah. yeah, rockstar officially rockstar Canada motorsport rockstar uh, energy. Not, they're not Makita. Rockstar Energy Canada yeah. Motorsport Outlet Team. Uh, they're one industry's gear that they don't, wore. Don't hijack my segment. No, I don't just, like the gear. I don't like it. I don't like the but new Morris stuff. Is, well, Morris wore clean stuff. Yes, yeah. Morris was nice. There is some nice stuff out there. Like I said, one makes good stuff. Yeah. Fox makes good stuff. They just they choose. They all have the busy stuff. They yeah. choose not to dress their guys in it mostly. Fair enough. And Fair uh, enough. and I don't like it. I told Beaker from Fox that. And uh, He's, you know, I think he called me some names. He called me, uh, he basically, uh, you know, he, he wasn't happy with what I did. And, uh, you know, more than likely, he uh, he just really probably wasn't going to listen to me. But, uh, uh, you know, anyways, that's 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 what's eating me uh, eating me this week. And, uh, uh, you know, I just, I, I mean, my head to my shoulder. maybe I sound like that. I don't know. Maybe I sound like an idiot. I'm not sure. But, uh that's my rant for this week. Uh, that's all I got to say. Hey, if you guys want to call in and talk to uh, Paul and I, maybe uh, tell me that I'm full of crap. It's uh, 702-586-7857. You can call in and uh, and get, maybe ask us some questions or give us your opinion on Phoenix, on Gear, on Larry Brooks, on Josh Hill, yeah, on Paul Lindsay, calls, yeah. on anything you want, and uh, give us a call. Uh, Paul, um, in the meantime, we've got one more new segment. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah, we've got yeah. the, by, by the suggestion of Brian Junkie. Uh, which actually we were leaning towards doing this. We want to give Motor News, the Motor Talkers, and the Vital MX message board people a chance as our as our switchboard lights up here. I'll make this quick. We want to give you guys a chance to have an opinion. So we're going to do a question of the week from Motor News or Vital MX. And this week comes this week's question comes from Terry K, who happens to be Canadian. Just dumb luck on my part to love be it. a Canadian. Love it. Uh, his question on Vital MX was, now that Reed is out, who is Cowie going to put in that spot? And people, I've seen a lot of responses on there, and we'll get into different topics every week, but everybody from give give the ride to Chris Blos to give the ride to Ivan Tedesco, people, these guys have contracts. Contracts, okay? They cannot give the ride to Chris Blos. They're not just going to jump out of a contract. We talked about this earlier in the show. Michael Byrne positioned himself to take a ride that comes open.
and uh, Ricky Dietrich, who is sitting on the sidelines, is in a position to take one of these rides. It has to be somebody like that. Travis Preston could take one of these rides. So with that, let's uh, jump on the phone and uh, grab a call here. But there is your uh, Vital MX Moto News message board question of the week. All right, there we go. Hey, you're on the Moto Show with Paul and Steve. What's going on? Hey, Canadian, what's up? I got a question for you. It could have been aimed at Hill, but if you guys were paying attention Saturday night, you may have seen uh, the same thing I did, and that was okay. the very beginning of the race. You mean, I saw that. Hill the... made a run up, and Hill made a, a couple of runs up inside of Dungey and seemed to have just kind of settled in. But did you guys notice that? I saw him get close. Uh, I didn't see him, you know, I didn't see any openings, to be honest. Uh, I could have been watching the James and Chad show going on back at ninth. I didn't see him have a chance, a legit chance to get by the Dunge uh, before Villapoto got in there and uh, and put some pressure on Dungey. So, no, I, I didn't see that. But uh, definitely, uh, thank you for your call. Uh, let's take another one here. Hey, the Motor Show with Stephen Paul. You're on the air. What's your question? Hey, what happened with Trey this weekend? Trey Kennard, good question. Thank you for that. We forgot to we were remiss in well, mentioning Trey Kennard. I uh, I actually texted Trey and, and uh, was wondering what in the hell I was going to write about observations. He was third early on in the main event and very unlike Trey Kennard, he uh, he faded. But uh, he ended up crashing too. Don't yeah, forget. he ended up crashing too as well. He had a, a terrible crash in the heat race that caused him to pull off. And uh, I asked him about that in a text message and. Uh, he said something about a lollipop, and he'll be better back. He'll be better next week, and uh, that was about it. I, I gotta say, I cryptic. think I think he uh, hit the family jewels from my <laughs> vantage point. Oh he, yeah, I okay. think either that or he sprained an ankle. He pulled into the mechanics area and would not get off the bike. They had to hold the bike up. It was one of those things where I thought he had a broken ankle. Uh, his mechanic was massaging his shoulders. He was shaking visibly. I know when I hit my nuts, I need my shoulders massaged. <laughs> exactly. No, nothing says hitting the in the family jewels like a shoulder massage. But I don't know. That was my assessment. Something was definitely wrong in Trey Canard's world, and uh, you know maybe not quite as uh, gallant as James Stewart's comeback, but uh, he came back and rode the main event. Just had a, a tough break there and uh, crashing about halfway through. Hey, you're on the Moto Show with uh, Lindsay and Mathis. Uh, thank you for calling. And what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, you? Oh, not too bad. I just wanted to thank you for bringing up the riding gear. Oh, okay. I so am, you agree with I me? Am, oh, yeah, 100%. This stuff is so complicated and gaudy, and I just want clean lines, simple stuff. So I just wanted to call and thank you for it, man. What? Uh, what's your name? What? What's your name? You there? Caller, we lost our caller. Oh, yeah, no, he hung up on us. Hey, Moto Show, you're on with Lindsay and Mathis. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, all right, Mathis, I just wanted to call and talk about the gear with you. This yeah. Kind of, you, you sound old school, man, like me, but I remember when I was a kid in the 90s, like wearing the, the Fox Zebra pants with my dad, thinking I was a homo with those. So I guess everything, nothing <laughs> you changes, know, you know? Now that you say that, I had the Fox Zebra pants. See, you're old. That's all it is. Is that all it is? I think we're But listen, old, listen yeah. to me. Listen to me. The Zebra pants were solid color on the front. A, a, a cool-looking Fox logo on the leg, and sure, you had some buck wildness going on your ass with the zebra stripes, but they were only two colors. They sort of looked cool. I think it's a far away, the Fox zebra stuff, from what we see today. Do you not agree, caller? Yeah, I agree, yeah, and I, and I miss the cotton I miss the cotton jerseys as well. No, no, that's one thing I don't miss. Uh, I, I can't, actually like the cotton I can't jersey. believe those dudes wore those jerseys back in the day. They're the tight cuffs and the tight neck and everything. Uh, that was pretty gnarly, but... Uh, well, thanks for the call, and thanks for that question. Moto Show with Mathis and Lindsay. Uh, you got to turn your radio down. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Hey. Hey. 
How'd you like the uh, the Dalmatian pants with Lachine? I liked it. It looked pretty good. I thought the bad bones were better, but again, we're getting. I don't think it's comparing apples to apples because that's a pattern. You know, the Dalmatians is a pattern. The bad bones had a pattern. The stuff nowadays looks like it's just the pattern is puke. You know, uh, a puke after a hard night of drinking. Remember, how, you know how you go out and you get wasted and you uh, you go get a burger and then you eat a pizza? Or maybe that's just me, but you know you eat a lot and then you throw up everywhere? Yeah. Like, say you drink some vodka cran, so you got red cranberry in there. That's what the gear looks like to me. Well, as far as clean lines, I always thought the Fox gear was the best. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's probably a good point. The Fox, they have that clean line stuff. They just choose not to dress their riders in it. Yeah, that's true, because I, I've seen some of the Fox gear. Some of it's good. The, the, the other stuff, it's not that great, and that's the stuff they usually decide to dress their, their riders in, is the stuff that don't look that good. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I'm not just singling out Fox here because they're all guilty of it, so let's yeah. not just jump on Foxes here. But, I mean, yeah, I just don't think you can compare the Zebra or the, the Bad Bones to uh, – to the stuff nowadays, that stuff was uh, was classy, as Ron Burgundy would say, and I, I don't know if this stuff now is. But uh, thanks for your call, man. I appreciate it. All right, Mathis. Hey, long what? live, long live rollerball. Oh, you got you got <laughs> me right there. You were right about that. We got to get rollerball in the show All right, later. See ya. Uh, if we did get rollerball on the show, I think uh, I might be the only guy who might know who he was. Maybe some Canadians. <laughs> no, no. He, did you ever, you ever race against rollerball? No, no. He's a little before my time. Not much I though. Certainly know who. Listen, he, was, he retired so. in like '93. Okay, that's yeah. right in your wheelhouse yeah, 93 yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife just texted me and said somebody on the in the chat room said that paul Lindsay there pl referred to me as pl pl which <laughs> justin brayton refers to me as pl pl thinks he's the bob costas of motocross i don't know how to take that if that's a compliment i guess i'll take it as a compliment. i think it is costas uh, I, costas does a lot of shit like costas you see him everywhere man, yeah. like if there's some uh uh, a, a baseball game between Cincinnati and Kansas City. Costas ain't doing that game. He's doing the World Series. He's doing the All Star <laughs> game. They that's only right. bring him out for the big stuff. You know, uh, if there's a sit down with McGuire, exactly. Costas is there. That's right. So uh, I would take that as as a as a as a compliment. I, I but don't know uh, that it was meant by that. Let's take a call. All right, Moto Show. You're on the air with Stephen Paul. What's happening? Hey, I want to talk to the happening. Yeah, the happening speaks. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, were you pissed that you had to watch Hanny do a downward-facing uh, dog and we missed the whole first lap of the uh, of the 250 race while he was uh, perched on the hay bale there? Well, I don't wish harm, we don't wish harm on anybody, uh, but uh, it, d- it did look like the tough block, uh, you know, basically softened the blow. But uh, credit for Hanny for getting up and uh, continuing to race because uh, the old Josh Hansen would have pulled right off. And I was speaking to... Uh, Thanks for the call, by the way. I was speaking to uh, Mitch Payton after the race, and I said uh, I told, said the same thing to Mitch. I said, hey, he really wanted to pull off, but he soldiered on. And Mitch said, yeah, he's not pulling off. So, uh, you know, I think I think everybody think knows that. I think he knows better at yeah. this point, yeah. Uh, hey, you're on the Moto Show with Lindsay and Mathis. Uh, thanks for calling in. Hi. Hi. You got a Can question for us? Yeah, I do, about the boots. Uh, what do you guys think about the new Nike boots? Uh, I don't like them. I think... It's Nike, man. I, I don't know if I just expected more. Um, they're plain-looking, sort of, kind of. kind of hokey hinge thing on the side, which I, I guess I expected a little more, too. But that being said, it is extremely difficult to make a motocross boot. So well, there is only, like, three companies that actually make the boots. Exactly, right? just like the helmets. So uh, I, I don't know. What do you, I guess the jury's still out. I think it's Nike, so ultimately it's going to be cool. What do you think, Caller? Well, I, I, I don't really personally like the way it looks. 
probably good for the sport, bringing in an outside big promotion company. Yeah, um, no, you're exactly right. That's yeah. where I think it is good, but I think the boots are hideous. Yeah, well, right now they're two for two in the Supercross series, so clearly the Nike boots <laughs> are, are working. Uh, just like Jordan, they allow you to uh, spring, I guess. But uh, thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Somebody right. on the board saying Nike is not core moto, but people, we, we need their money. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't really care who's core. I don't like. Yeah, Jim Bean. I don't. Whoever wants That's to right. come on, come That's on. That's right. Bring him in. It, uh, Nike's going to become Cormoto just like Monster, real quick. Our sport is. Uh, we're scared of that. We're scared of the TV coverage. We're scared of expanding. I don't like that. I mean, I guess sometimes I feel that way too. But you got to remember that we need all this money. We need to go bigger. We need to have uh, have more people. Uh, I, for one, am proud to walk in a convenience store and see a Monster Energy drink or a Red Bull and think they came from motocross directly. In Monster's case even Red Bull's case but more directly in Monster's case these are motocross people that just hang out in Corona and happen to live and you know work by Mitch Payton and got together with him and and the rest is history as they say this is a billion dollar company and they're they started in our sport similar to the no fear story and Fox you see those in the malls and these kids running around and no fear and Fox that's something we should be proud of so yeah yeah I don't, yeah, I don't I'm yeah. not hating on that no, um, sure. and also look for Rockstar Energy Drink to take a major role in the Outdoor Nationals we heard this yeah, yeah that, that was the, the secret top secret uh, big announcement that Davey was alluding to on the show I oh think. he was the next day remember I tried to get it out of him when I said hey, we've got Larry on the phone oh, okay and it's uh he said he had to announce it tomorrow, and I said, well, it's tomorrow in Australia, and we've got Larry on the phone. He didn't announce it, though. No, we didn't get it out of him. I anyway, tried, Rockstar, yeah. it's going to be Lucas That's Oil, right. uh, Rockstar, Rockstar Energy Outdoor Nationals. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. look for Rockstar to uh, put in a big uh, effort. I don't think we'll be seeing that Monster Energy stage anymore, and I don't think there'll be a Monster Energy Triple Crown. Oh, that's right. <laughs> They're going to lose the 25 so, uh, grand Triple Crown. I forgot about well, that. Well, it was gone last year. Oh, okay. okay. Cutbacks, man. Yeah, Cutbacks. Right. Right. But, uh, hey, uh, good show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. Thank you for Josh Hill. Thank you for Larry Brooks taking time out of his busy schedule to call in once again. And, uh, you know, we want to thank, once again, MotorWorldRacing.com. Please go there. Check it out. Go to RockwellTime.com. Check it out. Please, if you guys like our show, go don't, support our sponsors. Don't forget, MotorWorldRacing.com. You enter the Moto Show promo code. You get 10% off your order. That's right. Just and for listening. Get, that's right. And you get a chance to win a Marty Smith jersey. They gave away the Travis Pastrana jersey. Once again, the lucky winner, Josh Baker down in Garrison, Texas, taking home the Travis Pastrana jersey. Uh, we gave away, thanks to JR Publications, the uh, Ricky Dietrich jersey to Patrick Boyle. That jersey will be in the mail. And, uh, again, Zag Headphones. Uh, Rockwell Time, Mantis Eyewear, Motocross Donations, September 26th, coming to Lakewood, Colorado. Yeah. Don't miss it. And, of course, uh, all of you people X-Brand goggles. X-Brand Did you goggles. get X-Brand? I think I might have missed okay. it. Sorry, sorry, Rich. Uh, all Everybody out there on the motorboards, Moto News, Vital MX, we love you. Thanks for getting on the chat room. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. And uh, we're looking forward to next week. Hopefully not a mutter. Late-breaking news we're hearing. Going to be a mutter at Anaheim. Byrne will be on making his debut ride for JGR. Look for that. Reed confirmed out for at least six weeks. And Maybe, uh, Ricky, Rick, maybe Ricky Dietrich slopping around in the mud. Yeah, that would be. wouldn't that be an awesome race for Ricky to start his first ride for Kawasaki with? Yes, it in would. In the mud. And, you know, these point scenarios, as we talked about, you've got three guys quietly in the hunt in this 450 class that are extremely consistent that would be kevin windham andrew short and ivan tedesco just 12 to 15 points off the pace right now but uh be interesting to see if ryan dungey can carry it over and uh mud or no mud we're going racing at anaheim right on well thanks everybody for listening thanks for supporting the show you can find the archive up on uh, pulp mx tomorrow 
and you can tell your friends to grab that, or you can go to iTunes. The show's available on iTunes for download. Uh, the Moto Show, just ch- search under that. Or yeah. the rear on Wednesday nights at sportstalknetwork.com. Yeah, sportstalknetwork.com. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can catch a rear of the show in its entirety. The fans in, the fans in Cleveland are lucky. That's right. <laughs> sportstalkcleveland.com also. and then Or you can go to Pulp MX and catch the archive of the show when Steve feels like putting it up, which is usually later tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to try yeah. tomorrow. I'm yeah. on deadline for Italian Magazine, so I'm oh, probably up tomorrow right, morning. But right. uh, once again, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. You're like a miniature Buddha covered in hair. 